0: Hey, people, human beings, what's happening? Welcome back to the show. It is our last week in May, and if you've been listening or you're just here, we've been doing episodes all month with uh, people that I know, people that I'm friends with, that are just going for whatever they're passionate about. You know, they've taken the opportunity to say, hey, I want to get this done, I want to do this, and I want to share the story. And also kind of talk to them about, you know, what it's like doing that. Because I think it's fascinating, and uh, I'm also doing the same thing. So I want to bring that to you guys. This week, for the last week, we're going to have John Neary, a genetic counselor, on the show. Uh, And if you are new to the show, John was actually on our first episode of Drinking with Engineers. Uh, He's one of my friends from college, uh, and just a hilarious person. We actually were going to do a college radio show uh, (laughs) in college, and uh, it just just didn't pan out. Uh, A lot of red tape we had to go through just to get the show going, uh, and we weren't really serious about it. But it would have been fun, because... We can go back and forth for hours. So that's really what today is. Uh, we, jump <clears throat> we jump into talking about uh, the microbiome, DNA, and then we tangent off into plenty of other things. So strap in because uh, we get into this real fast. Uh, <laughs> and don't be afraid to take a break if your brain hurts, okay? <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be back to the grind. Okay, we're going to be back to uh, just me and you, you know, how it used to be, you know, uh, and I actually kind of missed that. I'm actually excited to get back into that again. Um, <clears throat> I've been uh, definitely writing a little bit more, trying to keep my thoughts from this last month, because uh, I'm really excited to step off that next stage of working on just being myself on the mic, because it's uncomfortable, so gotta gotta go for it. And it's, well, there's just too many things we've got to cover on the last month in space that's happened that we really haven't been able to touch on. So we've got a shitload of stuff to talk about, people. So get ready for it. Before that, listen to this episode with John Neary, genetic counselor. And as always, don't forget... If you want to help support the show, use our Amazon link to do your shopping on this episode or on any episode and on the homepage of Today in Space forward slash home and uh, go out and listen or play our song Pluto the Misunderstood that helped make with John. And that's about it, everybody. Spread love, spread science. Have a great fucking weekend and enjoy yourself. space today in space welcome everybody to the show and this week we have my good friend john neary hey what's up man welcome back oh here let's, let's, let's here we are. it's a let's get set directional oh, so a directional got to, mic so gotta talk right okay. into it What's well, up, dude? Oh, not much. It's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, thank it's you. It's always
1: exciting. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great joy of mine that I get invited to these kinds of things. So
0: And we get to talk engineering yeah. and just oh, do yeah. the kind of shit that we always just do Just can't anyways. stop doing, I would yeah. say. Just constantly but talking about science and nonsense. And bullshit. And bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wanted to have you on because last episode you were on, the mm. Dream with Engineers, which we will do more of. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know that I mean, it, that was at the corner of like what college was like was yeah. hanging out yeah. with a bunch of engineers, talking about crazy shit, some science, some nonsense, a lot of nonsense. It, it's just fun. It is fun. And uh, so we talked about the one year mission on that episode, uh, and we kind of touched on the microbiome yeah. then. And he's back. He's Scott, back, Scott, Scott Kelly's back. He's
1: back. Mm-hmm. He made it. And I he's was doing worried well. about. A, yeah, I was worried about his eyeballs. I remember last time. Yep. it
0: seemed like his eyes are fine. Yep, his, his eyes. Yeah, his eye structure seems fine. Yeah, we haven't heard anything that's to cause yeah. any alarm. You know, yeah. it's probably just the normal stuff. I guess good news. I mean,
1: yeah, could have could have gone a lot worse. That's like uh, that's like the new frontier, right? I'm like I don't know, microgravity for an extended period of time. Like that's not uh, that's the next thing we need yeah. to worry about it's for just, sure. Yeah, I mean, hey. We did it. <laughs>
0: we fucking did it. Um, and... So, The Microbiome. Oh, yeah. I started, after we did the episode, because I really didn't know much about it, I wanted to kind of jump into it, I found like an audio book, Yeah, and we're lis- listening to it, and it's... Way more important than I ever even gave it credit.
1: Yeah. So, you know, this isn't my wheelhouse technically, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I did a little research before the show and it it seems to me that we're kind of beginning to realize exactly how important that is. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like this weird world, man, of like micro, it's like a little zoo all around you, inside you. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like you have more
0: help than you'll ever know. A a trillion of your closest friends, man. Yeah. That's (laughs) the craziest thing. So. So let, let's dive into the, So the microbiome, uh, however I've understood it, is it's like a culture inside you that's living. Yeah. It's like a whole race of things or, or, or living life that lives inside you. Civilizations are rising. A
1: civilization. F- rising and falling inside you all the time, man. <laughs> it's like there's a whole history of the world that you'll never know. You'll
0: never know. And it's inside you all the time. Yeah. So like. Yeah. It's fascinating. If there's ever a time where you feel like you're alone,
1: <laughs> you're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy stuff, and, like, you know, I, I was even looking at stuff about how, when you think about, like, the topography of, mm-hmm. like, a human being, it's like the scalp of a person is just a different kind of environment than, like, your kneecap might be. Okay. So the kinds of bacteria, your microbiome in these places are just mm-hmm. as different as they would be on planet Earth. You know, the difference between a desert and a jungle. Right. And it's right. like now people have like started to do this research where they take samples from different people's scalps and like their kneecaps and mm-hmm. stuff. And then they sequence those samples. And the results they're getting are just fascinating stuff. It's just like totally and radically different even between people. So mm-hmm. it's like everyone has like this individualized force field of like bacteria that's like kind of just like handling things, you know, yeah. like behind the scene I yeah, just think and, that's and they're a doing good. it for you yeah and you know this i'm sure for the germaphones out there that's going to be pretty pretty disturbing to hear <laughs> but i guess the important thing is that man they're on they're on your side
0: mm-hmm. there's there's much nastier bacteria trying well, and to get that's, in that's the misconception with bacteria is everyone thinks bacteria is a bad thing because that's how we've been sold hmm. with antibacterial creams and all this stuff but bacteria good there are good bacteria and oh, yeah. that's what comes to the core of the microbiome right. is a good microbiome when someone's immune system and, and someone is healthy, their microbiome is also healthy. Yeah. But it's not it's not like kicking out the bad ones necessarily. It's having a good balance. Right. It's like it's like having a uh, like a community yeah. or like a town. And like a that, town that gets along yeah. well together and there's really no strifes, you know, the town is gonna work very well. The people are gonna be happy. Things are going to go well exactly when there's some egos involved or there's yeah. too many of some people. Yeah, and there's and like some thought too. They much. clash. That
1: like if you have, yeah. a, they've done studies like twin studies where like one twin
0: mm-hmm.
1: is uh, by definition Ooh. is overweight and the other twin is thin. Mm-hmm. You know they sample the the gut microflora and they find out that there's significant differences in the gut microflora between the two twins. Now you can't mm-hmm. definitively say. And these are like identical twins. Identical twins. So like you'd hope that uh, these these two people are as close as you can get to being identical, and mm-hmm. if you see any significance, you know, difference between them, it's due to the right. maybe the gut microflora. Who knows? But you know, clearly there's some variable that's being expressed here in mm-hmm. in, the, in the microflora, and it's like um, I've even seen uh, like studies now that are suggesting that it has a role in your
0: in your. Uh, Psychological health as well Which I thought would be like a fascinating topic That's what's really Let me grab my phone here Because that's that's how I got into this Was there's a book that I was listening to By a neurosurgeon Sure And that's how he got into it Was, Uh uh, you know, he's a neurosurgeon And then, uh, you know, part of his story Is that his father had something uh, uh, He just, you know, his health diminished Mm -hmm. And things like that And that's really how he got into it and it's really fascinating to hear it from his side because yeah. he gives you this scientific side that you don't really get, yeah, or at least a way of thinking, What's a the logic name of this book? Let me let me find it here.
1: Yeah, like the study that I was looking at was saying something that like um you know depressed people are unable to, mm. they're unable to process fructose, the sugar, which is like a bizarre. You know, this is something that you know most people are able to do fine, mm-hmm. and then the study went on to say if you take somebody who has depression and doesn't seem to be able to um you know process fructose like a fruit sugar if you take fruit out of their diet their Mm. depression will improve which to me seems like the most like the most bizarre science possible but like apparently this study was pretty rigorous and like people believe it and it's just fascinating that the mind body connection is real people
0: oh it It really is it is it is and and it's something that is so easy in today's world to completely just yeah, it's, throw away because this – you have so many other things to think yeah. about. I mean this is like personal speculation on my point, but I mm-hmm.
1: like – on my part. But uh, you know, most, I like, most of this episode will be personal <laughs> speculation. <laughs> All of fact No, but it's like I like the idea that you know, like Eastern philosophy has had like a lot of this kind of mind-body stuff. And so what mm-hmm. you know, Western science has done is really describe the outside world and now we're moving in, right? We're starting mm-hmm. to realize that a lot of these lessons do in fact apply. Right. To, like, you know, personal personal health, personal traits. So, like, it's kind of interesting to me to see those two things start to mirror each other. And mm-hmm. it kind of seems like... To me, at least, internal philosophy or sorry Eastern philosophy has always been about like the internal process, right. like what's going on with me? How do I change mm-hmm. Western philosophy was always changing about other stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I mean like how do I change the environment and now those two things are like starting to meet in the middle, and I think it's really kind of like a fascinating process and and,
0: and it almost seems like the the same rules that apply to the outside can probably apply to the inside yeah, it's, it's it's really fascinating stuff mm-hmm. too, and like um
1: the some of the other stuff that I thought was crazy was, like, the idea that exposure to the right kind of gut microflora could have, mm. like, impact on, like, your psychiatry. Yes. Like, like maybe people who have mental illness mm-hmm. didn't get good exposure to bacteria as a child.
0: Yes. And, like, this stuff is, like, way out And this like book, this book goes there. into all yeah. of that stuff. And, like, he gives his – he he states – the great thing about this book is he states a lot of studies – and he does make sure to go over the fact yeah. that he's not saying this is tried and true, but yeah. the, this is what was seen. Yeah. These are the multiple times it's been done and the results. So it's observational data, you know, that you can kind of take a look peek at. It, yeah, you can look at it. Uh, and like, so the book is called uh, "Brain Maker: uh, The Power of Gut Microbes to Heal and Protect." Uh, so I got to read this. That's right probably here.
1: worth looking into. Uh, in your like, brain, yeah.
0: for life, uh, and it's by. Uh, David Perlmutter, Doctor David Perlmutter. I've never heard of him, but I mean,
1: I'm sure yeah. the book is great. I mean, th- it,
0: it, it was really crazy because one of the big things I learned that kind of this is when I really had dove into this whole thing mm. was the idea that this this microbiome mm. has its own DNA. Oh yeah, man, that's like a key part, man.
1: It's a key. It's it's the funniest thing about this is that you know. People always, like, I think in biology, think about, like, termites. Mm -hmm. Termites can't eat wood. Okay. They do, but they can't digest it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is, like, something – this is, like, that thing – this is, like, the case example for, like, having, like, a gut microflora in Mm -hmm. your favor. A termite doesn't actually digest the wood. It just has bacterial colonies inside of it that destroy the cellulose, like, the actual fibrous material of the wood – and the termite subsists off of those byproducts of digestion by the bacteria. It's like a weird... It's That's a, wild. But you have to kind of zoom back a little bit on like an evolutionary scale and realize mm-hmm. that for a termite... To develop machinery to digest that cellulose, mm-hmm. it would have taken a long time, right. and you know that's a long evolutionary time scale. It's mm-hmm. difficult. I would imagine that, like on a metabolic scale, it's mm-hmm. not easy to digest wood, or everyone would do it, man. Like, right, we'd right, have right. wood sandwiches, and like who, you know, like what, <laughs> yeah, we would have plenty of it. Have yeah. Pl- yeah, but instead, there's bacteria that's able to maybe adjust to these kinds of metabolic needs mm-hmm. more rapidly, and that bacteria did the job. And was uh, kind of in the right place at the right time. And right. some termite ate it at some point, And now it's like species-wide, man. Mm-hmm. So like those kinds of changes get picked up. And you can kind of use those same ideas on like the human the human uh, microflora. And even when you think about like the human skin, you know, this it's covered in this huge protractive like force field of like basically benign bacteria. Mm-hmm. And really what they're doing is preventing the really nasty stuff from getting on board.
0: You know what I mean? And so, like, they're really your gatekeepers, man. And so... My favorite example of the microbiome that I didn't even realize mm. until I started reading this book was that episode of Futurama when, when Fry gets worms. Uh, yeah. And they're in there, like, making everything better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's what the microbiome exactly. is doing. And he turns into a genius, right? Yeah, like, he it, turns into a yeah, genius. They, like, like just he's optimise. got super strength because yeah, his muscles. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. they optimize them, And that's what this... Living yeah. being does inside yeah. you, and then, then of course, you know. Knowing me, my mind went way, way further with it, and I started thinking, okay. So who's who's the real life form in charge? Is it still Whoa. us? Is it is it like a, a mutual thing where it's like that shark and that baby shark that Whoa. attaches to it? That oh, I know eats, you're talking about like you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that it's a it's a it's a I'm good for you, you're good for me, let's do this together kind of thing. Well, you know, kind of the beautiful thing
1: about biology is that there's there's winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there's the lion and the zebra, and mm-hmm. the zebra loses. But, like, for a lot of cases, there's actually no there's no bad guy. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, we benefit from bacteria, and the bacteria gets a free ride. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel pretty happy about that deal, because I don't have <laughs> terrible skin-based disorder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my skin bacteria is done right by me, and so, like, mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Like, that's okay. Yeah. They've earned their right. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. They've, they've I'm, paid I'm, their way. I'm glad
0: they're working with Yeah me. exactly. Um, and, and that's where the whole and I think this is gonna become a new thing coming in the future as more science gets yeah. backed into it and they start testing more, is that setting up this microbiome so that it can live freely inside you and help you out. Yeah is the way to
1: go. Well, believe it or not, there's been a huge push recently to stop using as many antibiotics. I'm sure some of mm. you out there have heard about this. And to some and it's extent... Very,
0: and it, let's let's start because it, it is a controversial topic. Like, people yeah. don't like... It, people in the scientific community don't like saying you don't need antibiotics. Right. And there are the crazy ones on the other side who say, you know, you're just trying to destroy my immune system and right. kill me faster. Right. You know, but there, there's a there's actual... From Again, I'm just taking this from the book, and you'll have to look it up. I'll try and find a link for the episode. But when you take a, a more than average dose of antibiotics, sure. usually the rule is it takes about two years for your microbiome right. to get back to healthy. Yeah, And it seems like a lot of these <laughs> stories where people are using this new type of therapy and, and science to reinvigorate their microbiome and make it healthy again through introducing the good bacteria... Yeah it's allowed them to completely turn around. Oh yeah. Their health. Yeah. And I mean it's a real thing. Yeah, and it's it's going to be crazy when we really learn more about it.
1: Well, yeah, and that's really what we're talking about is like the greater associated health mm-hmm. of not just you, but mm-hmm. all of your kind of like the ecosystem of you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the microflora and mm-hmm. all kinds of other stuff that probably, you know, 50 years ago there was no concern for that. You know what I mean? So Right. It's really interesting to see stuff like, um, you know, fecal transplants be considered mm-hmm. medicinal. Dirt is good.
0: Dirt dirty, dirty dirt is fine. Good. Dirty is fine. Well, and th- so that th- then that goes back to we were talking about old school philosophies matching up with the new school. Remember back in the day yeah. when it wasn't even that long ago, where people would just say, "Go play outside." You know, you don't have to wash your hands all the mm. time. And then this new wave of oh, yeah. clean, sanitize yeah. everything that The people who lived that that way and weren't worried about bacteria yeah. or being dirty because it just happened yeah, they had very, very good immune systems well, I mean um to some extent, it's
1: easy to look back and say, you know that ninety year old grandfather mm. you know who lived through who was a farmer in like the tens and twenties, and you mm-hmm. know he lived to be ninety like that's great, but it's kind of like a selective filter, you know you don't okay. you don't think about his nephew who passed away from rubella in 1931. You know mm. what I mean?
0: So, like, there's pluses and minuses here to consider. Yes, and it's it's not a it, – this isn't a, a switch on, oh, okay, I'm going to yeah. live forever kind of thing. Yeah. It's putting yourself in the best possible situation. Right. And just like you know? just like
1: using antibiotics, right? There's mm-hmm. a right time and there's a wrong time. Right. And what we're learning now, I think, is that we've been over – We've been over-prescribing it. Not that there isn't enough time and place
0: for it. Yes. But for well, a and, lot of
1: people, they just and, get antibiotics and, and probably paying attention don't to. to.
0: Right. And paying attention to... The last time you had antibiotics because basically not only is this microbiome something that's living inside of you, it's also your protective barrier for everything. It's your force field, man. It's your force field. There's a thin lining of bacteria that lives inside your intestines that protects you from all the other stuff, eats away all the other stuff. If you take a heavy dose of antibiotics or your microbiome just goes crazy one yeah. day, you ate something really bad that, that introduced a bad culture into your stomach. Sure, and exactly. then they start dominating and killing off good bacteria that you need it's going to trickle down to everything else. Yeah. And then when it's not working properly, you're exposed like an open wound yeah. to all this extra stuff. I think that's a great thought actually. I yeah. think it's
1: one that's under-recognized today mm-hmm. is that in the general public, I mean, is that, you know, antibiotics, they, they do great at what they do, which is kill bacteria. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's indiscriminate. Some of those guys are all right guys, you know? And so, yeah. like, I think there maybe should be more focus on, like, what what do bacteria do for you, man? They do yes. a lot. Yeah. They do a lot for you. Yeah. And they go underappreciated.
0: And- yeah. And, and learning learning the good ones, exactly. you know, that that we do need to have, you know? And it's just like anything else. Like, water is fantastic for you. You're Ooh. made up of, what is it, 80% of it? I don't know. A lot. but yeah. A lot. So... <laughs> If you drink enough of it, you will drown yourself and yeah, die. It's the same it's thing with these bacterias. Yeah. There's, I don't, no one really knows the proper amount, but we're getting there. And once we figure out the right balance, yeah. then, I mean, there's plenty already. Like if you go to a Whole Foods or any yeah. of those places, you're going to find uh, a probiotic yeah. uh, thing. You know, I've I've taken them because uh, I, I had a bout where I had antibiotics heavy-duty twice in a year. Yeah. Uh, I had two ear infections. Uh, was that? Is that after college? When it you- was after college, oh, yeah. No. Okay. Um, or at the end of it. And it, uh, it took a long time. I had weird stuff afterwards where, yeah. you know, first of all, my sciences were just yeah. all over the place. They just never would come back. I would always get these... Weird colds, and I mean, you, yeah. you remember through college. I mean, I, the joke was, yeah. yeah, the joke was, oh, four months later, Alex yeah. is sick again. You know, it's like it's, um, a, it's time for a test. Alex has new colds. <laughs> <laughs> it's the jinx, man. <laughs> and uh, it followed me around like like crazy. And when I started reading more into this and realizing, okay, you know, there's certain foods that you really should eat just because they're full of this good bacteria, yeah. and you're, your your inside just gonna. Fucking chow it down and get stronger and get better, and I've been doing that for yeah like, six months now, and I feel so much better. I I, I personally used to scoff at like the
1: probiotic thing, mm-hmm. but but in well, really in the like last five else. years, yeah, and but yeah. really in the last five years, I think there's been like a huge explosion in scientific literature, kind mm-hmm. of explaining that this is like the real deal. This isn't a joke, you know. Yeah. Like there's science behind this, and you know there's there's all kinds of Uh, evidence now to support the fact that like you know if you don't have something to fight Mm -hmm. your uh, immune system kind of goes haywire and you end up with things that are just not good for you you know like Mm -hmm. chronic inflammation and that kind of just creates other problems yeah i saw a scientific news article or sorry a science article in the Mm -hmm. news but it was talking about how um a little bit different yeah yeah it is (laughs) but like i saw about how gastroesophageal reflux disease Mm -hmm. right the idea is like okay there's acid in your stomach. Mm-hmm. If the acid gets into the lower part of your esophagus, mm-hmm. over time, it kind of like burns the tissue. Makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. And that's all fucking bullshit. That's not true at all. Really? Really. What happens is the acid makes contact with your epithelial cells. Yeah. And your epithelial cells get stressed and panic. What are your epithelial cells? Just like the skin cells in your esophageal. Oh, okay. You know okay. What I mean? Just, so like, the yeah. Yeah. just okay. like the very surface layer. Just like the very okay. surface layer. So like the epithelial cells, they're in there. They get hit with the acid. They don't die. Mm-hmm. They just panic. And they hit the alarm bells. Mm-hmm. And what happens is your body gets used to the alarm signal getting rung all the time. Mm-hmm. And that tissue just gets so inflamed over time. It creates the condition. Oh,
0: so if whoa. you can
1: stop the inflammation... Process, you mm-hmm. can stop like the reflux disease.
0: Hmm.
1: It's not the acid that's the problem.
0: Yeah, it's counterintuitive. Probably,
1: probably always there's some acid in the lower part of your... But, but right. for some people, mm-hmm. that inflammation process goes out of control. And, mm. you know, it's all kind of like related to the same thing. Right. It's, your body is expecting to fight.
0: Mm-hmm. And oh, if you deny it's it that battle, fight.
1: it's built to fight. If yeah. you deny that battle, you start to see it use that energy inappropriately, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of increasing focus about how do you how do you safely give your immune system something to fight, you know? Yeah. You don't want to give your, you know, you don't want to catch leprosy because <laughs> you're trying to be I don't think a be badass. Good. But, like, <laughs> I'm going to
0: fight leprosy, man. Nor
1: do I recommend just, like, eating dirt <laughs> in your backyard. But, like, there's got to be some in between, right, between... Yeah. Between that, And I don't think we know what that is yet, but maybe we will soon. Or I should say that. I'm sure somebody out there knows what the right balance is, but I'm not him or her.
0: And neither am I. And speaking of that, uh, let's talk of our qualifications just so we can uh, get this out of the way. Yeah, sure. 25 minutes in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Neither of us are experts in the area. We're just uh, men of science. Uh, I'm Uh, an aerospace engineer. I'm in training.
1: I'm a genetic counselor, which... You, fair enough I only really deal with big things Like people And not small things Like mm-hmm. bacteria really So I, I don't have any personal experience But
0: you went to school
1: I did go to school Mostly for like genetic engineering And mm-hmm. things like that And you learned some things And most of what I learned Is that I wasn't actually a great scientist So <laughs> that's why I'm in genetic
0: counseling now So there you are Well it, it, I, I think you're a good scientist <laughs> Well thank you uh, you, made it, you made it through a very tough school So and program So mm. clearly you have the smarts mm. To be in the game uh, but I, I will say I did get a lot of shit from uh, our friends who are also engineers. Uh, that yeah. that I had you on a show called Drinking with Engineers with and two people an, who weren't engineers. Who weren't engineers. <laughs> Although I guess maybe in a broader
1: sense, I'm, uh, you know, you can kind of think of like a research associate in genetics as kind of like a genetic engineering, but like that's just yeah. not really the the vibe that people go for right now. <laughs> There's a lot of bad feeling after Gattaca came out. Like you I'm sure you guys understand what that's, what I, that's I don't like, you'll have to explain. That oh to well me. this is the movie that all genetic counselors must watch. Really?
0: Gattaca. Oh it's I've like, heard of it. I've it, never oh, watched it's a requir- it. Oh,
1: it's a great movie man. Mm-hmm. Jude Law, Ethan Hawke.
0: Okay. Yeah. Already.
1: It's like a bad future. I don't know. Like I recommend it. It's like okay. Ethan Hawke has like a heart condition, wants to be an astronaut. This is like right up your alley. Dude. Okay. Like, I'm I, don't t- know. I gotta.
0: Dude, I, I've started when I started doing the show and I started realizing how little of the sci-fi like hmm. like there's a lot big of meat things. Out there, yeah. So I, I want to do a big though on the show. I want to do like I was hmm. thinking maybe do like a like. You can put this on and watch the show, watch the movie oh, with us, kind of yeah. thing, it's which kind be kind of, like of cool. theater, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be down so for I that. That'd be cool. Uh, then I have a chance to to yeah. watch it. So for for real. But go so so, what's uh, why do genetic counselors need to oh, watch Kafka? Well, um, so geneticists my, in general. I well, guess. yeah. So
1: like, yeah. Uh, it's a little cheesy, and it's kind of like Uma Thurman mm-hmm. is like a. Actually, I forget. I think she's just rich. She's not a spy or anything. Okay. (laughs) But she's in the movie. But it's supposed to be like, you know, how Ethan Hawke lives in this world that doesn't accept him. And it's because he's natural. He's like a natural human that hasn't been modified and touched up and optimized. You know what I mean? Uh. So, like, for us, the genetic counselors, that movie is, like, the future that we are preventing every day to the best of our ability. Weird. Because it's like, man, Ethan Hawke should be able to go out of space. Mm -hmm. We just want to help Ethan Hawke (laughs) get to his goal. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, when that movie came out in, like, the early 2000s... um, like, not genetic counselors, just just genetic counselors, but I think a lot of genetics people got together and they spoke with Congress. And so mm. there was actually, like, a lot of anti-discriminatory legislation that was considered. And uh-huh. believe it or not, there was, a law, there was a law passed, like, almost specifically because of this movie with Ethan Hawke. It's called Damn. GINA. Yeah. Weird. The Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act or something like that.
0: I mean, it does make sense. I mean... It- That that's definitely one of the paths that could be scary, just like any of this super science stuff. Yeah, and you start getting down the path where you're either purposely or not purposely, which is probably more scary. Yeah, uh, creating these new genetic lines for specific reasons. It weirds me out. Yeah, and
1: you know, of course, you know, human science isn't perfect. You can't predict all outcomes, and Mm -mm. so. It really weirds, and you know that's really the point. Is that in this movie, it's like you you, when you limit people, Mm -hmm. you lose, you lose out on what they could achieve, right? And so it's it's wrong to limit people on this new frontier of genetic science, just Mm -hmm. because you know it's wrong to limit people on any frontier. You know what I mean? So just don't forget the lessons, I guess, of the twentieth century as we start genetic, as we wildly genetically engineer everything that we
0: can. Yeah, at random. And it, it's crazy cuz if you I, I was thinking about this the other day like if you think of the parallel of the um the centuries.
1: Mm.
0: You had the 1900s, beginning of the 1900s wasn't it not that great. Well. In what sense? I mean, I don't know. I just just in the in the sense. I don't know. It just feels like uh yeah, it's not that it was bad. Yeah. But, you know, they were trying to figure some shit out. Well, you know, it was almost like because it was the change of century and just the way things yeah. lined up, things got really crazy. I
1: mean, like industry starts to kick in mm-hmm. and like we have, you know, we have a nice a duke in Eastern Europe gets assassinated and all hell breaks loose for like mm-hmm. 50, 60 years afterwards. It's like, you know, that's the kind of unintended consequences right. that you just can't predict for. No. So if you ever try and do yeah. that, you'll
0: go crazy. Well,
1: yeah. Although I think there are some pretty good fiction books about like... What happens if, like, France Duke, Duke-France oh, Fernand, or whatever is yeah. it is, Archduke-France Fernandes, mm-hmm. if he gets away? I don't know. I think well, that's there's all that, There's shit. a show
0: on Amazon that's, uh, what is it, uh, Castle on High? Oh,
1: yeah, Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle, yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a great is book. It good? I'm sure
1: the show is great. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the show, but the book is great.
0: Yeah. I really liked it. It's a crazy. Uh, it's a cool concept. Think of yeah. that alternate universe that they yeah. did succeed Yeah, and, you know, Third Reich did win. Yeah, and, and, you know, the cool
1: thing, too, is that you can tell that uh, the author – Philip K Dick he really thought about thought about this carefully and I'm not sure if he ever expressed his opinion on this short story but I you know I wonder because he wrote much longer books mm-hmm. but this one this short story that I wrote is actually pretty famous in like the body of literature that he made and it's mm-hmm. always I'm always curious to think like what authors think about like their own work because yeah. I can only imagine that he spent more time and effort on other things. But, like, mm. he's known for, like, this little short story about the Nazis. Yeah. Because the book itself is small. It's mm-hmm. it's not even, like, 150 pages, I'm pretty sure. It's, like, a pretty little book.
0: Mm-hmm. Or well, I think it's, like, anything else. Like, we were yeah. saying, like, trying to, you know, guess what's going to happen yeah. later. It's, like, they're probably just, like, I, I, there's got to be plenty of artists out there who... <laughs> Like, tried so hard for all these things, and then they yeah. get known for this. Oh, yeah. You and know. it's like, and they hate what they get known for. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's plenty of that. Yeah. Uh, perfect space example, Leonard Nimoy, you yeah. know, for years was, uh, just couldn't understand why, you know, yeah. the position he was put in. Yeah. You know that he's going to be Spock now he's the mascot and forever. Yeah,
1: he's the mascot for you know? this for the rest of his life. Yeah. Now
0: William Shatner, I think, had had the same. You know, this is all conjecture, yeah. people. <laughs> I have not talked to William Shatner, or although uh, we'd love to have him on, that'd be we... fantastic. <laughs> that'd be great. But we're going to definitely not talk about Star Trek for for his. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll touch on it, but I want to yeah. learn <laughs> from William Shatner. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that could definitely fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. But uh it'd be cool just to be known for anything, I think. Yeah. Even if it is just that one small story yeah. short story you
1: wrote. I know, you know, it's interesting because like uh even in the book it's like uh it's like kind of realistic. It's like mm. the Japanese business people who own California, they're like really big into like early baseball trading cards. Mm. And it's, like, he includes, like, these little details about, yeah. like, what what America would look like. Mm. And they're, like, just, just kind of, like, off-kilter enough to be, like, believable. You know what I mean? And, like, the whole time you're learning, it's, like, yeah, I could see that. Like, yeah. you know, these, these wealthy Japanese guys would, like, fly into the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, they're kind of, like, rich guy thing, thing to do. They, like, right. collect old Americana from, like, the pre-war <laughs> times. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that's, that's definitely believable. So,
0: mm. That's interesting. I have to check yeah. that out too. It's worth a read, definitely. Mm. I've got so, dude. I have books piling up. I have to stop buying books. Mm. They're all books I want to read. But, um, dude, one thing I, I've been trying uh, to just do a lot more here with the show mm. and with just other things and endeavors, mm. we'll, you know, we'll call it. And uh, do time management. It's it's corny to say. It re, it's really corny to say because you hear it in, in every corporate meeting oh, yeah. or. There's always a book out there that's talking about yeah. time management. But, dude, it's so crucial to yeah. to realize how much time something takes and then plan accordingly. I, um, it's not easy.
1: I've been very fortunate in that I've just been lucky enough to always kind of be on the right track. <laughs> Like I never find myself spending. Although maybe I shouldn't say this at the outset of my thesis because <laughs> maybe I'll re- I'll like ruin this statement. Would you are
0: finishing up pretty soon?
1: Oh no no I have no. A year to go. I have quite some time, enough time to you know really, <laughs> really worry. I don't even want to talk about it that much, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's slightly torturing you at uh, the moment. Well
1: yeah 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 you you enter into these agreements which is like you know in order to become. An advanced degree holder, you also agree to have the intellectual shit kicked out of you repeatedly. <laughs> you know, like you know, like the the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yes. Like sometimes that's what it feels like, <laughs>
0: where it's just like.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of where I stand on that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very glad I, I left my intellectual beating behind for the time being. Oh yeah, so, I miss uh, work. Yeah. Yeah, I that's it's uh that's a different stage of of knowledge that I kinda wanted to get into, but mm. I'm also glad just given how my path ended yeah. up doing seven years yeah. in college, like uh people going for PhDs and you're going for your advanced degree, these thesis Is it these high? These, I think thesis these things? These are thesis. Thesis. Uh they I, I can't imagine. Like I, I wanted to get back to work right away because for me, work was yeah uh, the place I excelled at. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't excel quite right at school. Oh, mostly because yeah. I just didn't have the skills. Yeah, I needed. But um, we all got there work, in the work. Yeah, work. I, I love work and business and and mm-hmm. and all those little things. Yeah, where with schoolmen, it's hard. This shit is yeah, hard man. core we've got a friend who's going for a doctorate and i can't even imagine that oh yeah all right we got a we got a
1: close friend who's a very bright man but uh, mm-hmm. they i think they test him he doesn't show <laughs> it but i think they they test him i think and this is like he does okay but that's that's it that's a tough thing to do man i respect that a lot
0: yeah i i don't know for me th- there's there's obviously plenty of places that are different but for me the places i was always looking at there's this attitude or or certain types of people that are just attracted or just seem to work in academia. Mm -hmm. And I'll blame it on bureaucracy. Well, you can blame everything
1: on bureaucracy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Microflora, man,
1: they don't know about you and you don't know about them, but Mm -hmm. they just do their job, man. There's not a lot of bureaucracy there. And Mm -hmm. most of the time that works great. You know, like that's kind of similar.
0: Well, maybe, maybe we take it a step further and say us... Us getting in the way Yeah Of them doing their job yeah. Is the bureaucracy Well, maybe, yeah You know tell, uh, yeah. To make a really long and, I mean, that's pretty That's there. pretty far out there It's but, pretty far out But there. for the
1: purposes of this I think well, it's that's a metaphor <laughs> It's a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like um, Yeah, now like I, I like read this This article about Microflora And I'm, I'm just starting to wonder You know, like I read something that was like uh, Three There's three different Enterotypes in the Territage. human race, which I thought was such a peculiar word. What does that mean? It means that if you sequence somebody's gut flora, they fall into three main categories. Here, There's three main categories of gut flora. Okay. I, of course, in my mind, immediately assign them flavors, like vanilla, okay. chocolate, strawberry. Okay. But, like, um, no, the, the peculiar thing is that there's no real correlation to, like, where you grew up or like you know your background. Hmm. So it seems like um you know even like if you take three different people from three different areas of the world, three different countries, mm-hmm. they've never met or whatever, they can all have the same global enterotype. Weird, which is super weird. And it's like how you know, dead s- clearly there's some there's also some filtering process that the human body has to enact on the bacteria, right? Yeah, I, uh, you know, but I'm not familiar what? with how that works. I, I don't know what that process is like.
0: Uh, I mean, f- from what I understood from the book, most of the bacteria that we have in our mm. body ends up going through our colon and then gets yeah, dumped out exactly. quite well,
1: literally. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, um, you know, you, somehow the body retains the good stuff, right? Mm. Now, I don't know if that means that most bacteria are benign, and it just so happens that we know disease as the few exceptions to the rule. If that makes any sense, like you know, diphtheria, or like you get you ingest this one bacteria, it's pretty uncommon, Mm -hmm. and when you do, your body doesn't know how to handle it. Okay, right,
0: right, and then that's when things start getting, and then that's when stuff goes off the rails. And and we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, Cancer is like that. Oh yeah, this is fascinating stuff. I if you guys have blew my mind earlier about this, and I want to bring it up. Well, you know. I'll, I'll give me that picture so, so the people oh, can look yeah. at it later. But, um, well, I,
1: I guess the long and short of it is that cancer is really a disgusting thing, man. <laughs> it's, I don't it's think like most, most yeah. people would agree, but it's like, you know, not only is it bad for you, but like on an intellectual level, I, I, I dislike it for what it is. You're what basically it does. what it does. And mm-hmm. so, r- really, what it is is a group of cells going rogue, refusing to obey commands, mm. a rebellion, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's interesting stuff because, you know, you can look at actually the – there's like a, something called a karyotype that people usually use in reference um, to like pregnancy or like doing genetic studies on somebody. Like what chromosomes do they have and in what position and in which order do they come in and how many of them are there? Mm-hmm. And if you guys look up karyotype on the internet, that's uh, K-A-R-Y-O-T-Y-P-E. Thank you. You can see a lot of really interesting um, – like photographs from different kinds of karyotypes and all that stuff but Mm. you know you're supposed to have 23 chromosomes and they're nice and orderly and they're named in order Mm -hmm. so that one is the biggest one and they pretty much go down the line two is smaller four smaller than that and so on and so forth but when you look at a cancer karyotype there's no order or at all it's like a total chaos and you can actually Mm -hmm. see that or like um you know Different chromosomes have been—it's like yarn balls that have just been, like, all unwoven and then, like, thrown together and, like—
0: Because uh, let's go back, uh, just in case anyone doesn't know, like, a a karyotype and and that ball of yarn. What is that ball of yarn?
1: Well, it's a a condensed—well, so people think about DNA as a double helix, Mm -hmm. and that's your string. Right. Right? Okay. So you can't have your string, your DNA, unwoven all the time. It's long enough—like, if you took somebody's DNA— and looped it end-to-end, end, you could, like, hit the moon with it. Like, it's Damn. long... In a single person, it's long enough.
0: Okay. So it kind of naturally folds yeah, up into and this Yeah, it wants here. to be compacted. Because okay. Because that's, like...
1: It's just... Uh, it makes sense from, like, a volume perspective. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There'd be no room for anything else in your cell. Sure. So it typically uh, will kind of like roll up and come back to, into like these little chromosomes. And mm. it, there's a lot of really, really interesting science about how that process occurs and what enzymes do that work and so on and so forth. But for our purposes, it's like enough to know that cancer is really that system going awry. And it's like those chromosomes being smashed together in like this really kind of gruesome fashion, mm. actually, and creating the system that doesn't care about you or your feelings <laughs> It just it wants, wants to be, it just wants to keep growing, you know, yeah. and that's what gets you in the
0: end, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, well, it was interesting cause the, the graph you showed me was like normal cell on the left side with yeah. all the different ones. They all have their own color. Oh yeah. It might be a little, but you can tell that that group is for that number, yeah. you know, that they're organized pretty, right. pretty nicely. Uh, and then you look at the cancerous cell side yeah. and You know, if you match it back and forth, you know, we'll just say number six had like two of the same color on the normal cell, and you go over to the cancer cell, and there's three of them, and it's a different color. Oh yeah. So, and then you look even further down. Not only is there different amounts matching, there's a whole bunch of extra ones. Oh yeah. Which are you know, if you look at the graph to. I guess, make it easier to, yeah. th- to think about, they're all like sliced and, and they're all different colors. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's almost like what's happening is those karyotypes are being sure. just sliced and diced and put back yeah. together however it's like they can. Blender. Yeah. It's like the yeah. craziest
1: stuff. And it's, you know, it's an amazing thing that when we talk about groups of cells working together, like microflora, mm-hmm. what have you, you know, th- on a structural organization, on like a hierarchy kind of way, mm. your microflora aren't that complicated. They're mm-hmm. like whatever bacteria happen to be there, happen to be there. But if you think about yourself as like a hierarchical group of cells, mm. it's an amazing, it's an amazing process. Yeah. Everyone has the same DNA, right? Mm-hmm. But that's see, that same DNA can make your eyeballs and your kidneys. You know, like that's crazy right. stuff yeah. to think about, you know? Yeah. And cancer is really when some rogue actor, you know, like takes mm-hmm. those instructions and mm-hmm. it's like, well, I can build a better I can build mm. a better mousetrap with this. You know what yeah. I mean. And then you get into these these cancer situations where like these cells go rogue. They take those instructions. They go to war. You know mm-hmm. with uh, with your plans. It's yeah. uh, it's it's like really re- you know I like to anthrop like you know take this into like a human <laughs> human area. Like these Definitely. these cancer cells are like criminals. You yeah. know like rogue actors. Yeah, stealing resources <laughs> and there's gonna be there's a lot of interesting work now, but. Um, kind of sussing out those cancer cells before they cause problems. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't understand that science very well. So No,
0: no. Uh, <clears throat> it blows my mind because I've, I've never knew the science of it before. Oh, yeah. And it, whenever someone knows a little bit about it, I love learning about it because yeah. it really is, you know, it's like anything else with science, you know, being able to ask questions and find answers to some of the most terrifying stuff Oh like, yeah, is, is relieving. You know, it's to, to know how it functions. Well, yeah, we were talking about behind the show
1: about how, you know, sometimes it's, you can have bad surprises, but a lot of times mm-hmm. the surprises in science are good. Like, yeah. there's something that we can do about this, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's not always the bad thing, I think, mm-hmm. that people um, fear it will be, which is important to yeah. so remember. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that your, <laughs> your, your fears is like, a, if a you fear had, for a reason. Yeah, and you know, if, like, it's like, a... if you
1: had told somebody 60 years ago that you can prevent Crohn's disease by eating yogurt twice a week... Mm. He would have kicked you out of medical school. Like you know right. what I mean? That's like yeah, a he nonsense, would have been a, a quack. I don't even know if they knew about Crohn's disease fifty years ago. Yeah, I'm they not might sure. have just told you to like just <laughs> like eat more tums. Like I don't know what you are. Like... ER, go play in the mud. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. You have to wonder though, because it's like you know, there's a lot of old prescriptions,
0: mm.
1: kind of like the uh, the old way to do things. Yes. you have to wonder, like. In some cases, maybe it was effective, and like you made the old way wasn't always the bad way.
0: No, no, and really, it's you know the only reason it's really looked down upon because it was the old way. The old way. We're doing things our way now. Yeah, we're not going to do it that way anymore. You know, and uh, and it's crazy how much of that kind of stuff they got right.
1: You know, like like interesting, like
0: some foods, um, specifically fermented foods, like uh, I think sauerkraut is fermented Hmm. pickles. Things that essentially are growing bacteria as they're, you know, yeah. those things are supposed to be incredibly, yeah. incredibly healthy for you, I for your it. microbiome. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, you're, you're making a party inside, you know, yeah. and you're bringing all the, these yeah. other beings that are inside you that have their own DNA. Yeah. And, and you're helping them grow and, and live and thrive inside of you. It's like a diversity thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like on a pure like, eco- like ecological
1: niche, like they're mm. they're finding some way to capitalize on like basically the party that is your digestive tract. I don't know if that's like what you want to think about. Yeah. It, I
0: mean, your stomach alone has its yeah. own too,
1: you know, like yeah. the stomach
0: floor is its own microbiome. Yeah, definitely. You know, and if you think about it too, it does make sense. It's so counterintuitive, but when you think back on it, the stomach is where that's the first that is the first place where anything entering your body really starts yeah. that's where your fuel gets turned oh, yeah. down into that's you know so the connection to the brain makes sense because it's like okay, your brain takes fuel to operate, yeah the place that the fuel gets turned yeah. to be used needs to be at the best operating, yeah.
1: it's funny that you say that actually, because there's there's like drugs that people used to prescribe or Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, they still prescribe Mm. for like stomach conditions, but they do affect your brain (laughs) and we're Mm. only learning about the brain part now, which is a terrible problem actually, because there was a big article that came out that like, um, a lot of anti-reflux drugs Mm. like Prilosec OTC, they're strongly associated with dementia Mm. in older patients that's not good. No, it's not good. We don't know why that happens. I'm pretty sure.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's And, like, and the, the, the book that I mentioned earlier goes into a lot of too, yeah. that too. Yeah. a lot of these mental, even down to something simple as, well, not, it's not simple, but depression. Yeah. You know, even depression in certain cases can be helped. Right. Yeah. Through getting your microbiome back yeah. in order. You know, and uh, just goes, it's again, that parallel of... Yeah. You know, it's a it's a back and forth relationship we have oh, going with these guys. Definitely, and you know, like, we have got to keep going so yeah. that they can keep going.
1: And you have to wonder too about like some of the things that work for depression. Mm. Like, to what extent is that influenced by the microbiota? You know what I mm. mean. So, like, people recommend exercise as like mm. kind of like an all natural way. To kind right. of work through your depression or mm-hmm. maybe to lessen your depression symptoms. But, right. you know, exercise is such a powerful effect on your whole body. Mm-hmm. There must be some, you know, there must be some change in the way that your immune system will regulate your microbiota. And because of that difference, you're able to maybe have a more like a like a lessened severity of like your condition. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I, these things all work together.
0: Yeah. And it's it's the more you get into it the more you just like oh my god like how do we figure any of this out
1: i know i'm glad that there are people much smarter than i am working on it because i can tell you that i don't work that fast and i wouldn't have any answers for you people yeah
0: yeah and and you know you got to think too it's like okay if if we've got all this really interconnected stuff inside you know we 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 learn so much so quickly about the human body that i think we got complacent about it we're just like oh everyone's the same yeah we figured it out and in classic scientific research style that's when we start figuring out that we're fucking wrong yeah we're just so wrong on so many levels i wish
1: it wasn't like that i wish we could get it right the first time (laughs) because i feel like scientists lose a lot of street cred in the public when they reverse on big decisions like that yeah and it's like well why should we believe you yeah because you were wrong last time how do i know that you're more right this time and it's like, how do you describe it to somebody who's not scientifically who's literate. not scientifically literate, or maybe just hasn't done the prerequisite, you know, yeah. research to really, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? To know
0: that like Caltech knows what they're talking about when they say right. that. <laughs> right. Well, we're definitely seeing that now with the internet, where everyone just kind of throws the articles, Facebook effect. the Facebook effect. Oh my! The God. Facebook effect. The, and it's 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 reached the news. It's it's reached the real world, which is oh, really yeah. weird. Like. When when news channels are reporting articles oh, that internet. were posted on the internet yeah. that they didn't even check no for a source oh it's, that's terrifying I know it's funny if you extend that further yeah that's uh, it's, uh, people of science here like that's that's uh, that's making uh, a pseudoscience mm. something that could be something that people well, follow and believe in and it's yeah. just I, well you know what i like to think about
1: that is is like um the true democratization of expression. Anyone can get on YouTube now and like mm. fire off some hot opinions. You mm. know what I mean? Just like launch them into the void, right? Yep. But um and you know, maybe I'll get crucified for saying this. <laughs> but you have to wonder, you know, it's like a lot of, you know, um was that was true democracy of expression a great thing? For you're, people you're, to have, you know, like there's, there's gotta be
0: some, some people I've asked that term. question, some
1: median ground, right?
0: Yes. Well, I think the logical way sure. to go about it, which of course, in reality is like saying some, you know, utopian society that would be perfect, you know, nobody yeah. arrests anybody. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah, the logical way would be perfect if it worked, which would be just to simply don't give attention to the yeah. people doing this crazy stuff. Like, Think about it from uh we've seen different technologies come and go, sure. right? The reason oh, yeah. they didn't come back is cuz nobody bought them. Yeah. Like how about that uh that technology that came out with the cell phone where if you looked away from it it paused? Oh, yeah. Everyone the was face, freaked the fuck yeah, out the fa- by that. Yeah, the face recognition thing. Yeah. so It's, it's like, surprising what people do and don't like, actually. Yeah. And it's funny because that, I think what happened, don't quote me, but I think what happened was that technology was valuable. So sure. some company just bought it yeah. and used it at some, some, for some, some other, line code. For some other for, application. Yeah, right? so yeah. it just got sold as every phone now has this. Feature, you know, yeah. feature, yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of like a similar thing with like um, prosthesis. You know what I mm. mean? Like when you have like an artificial limb, mm. there was a lot of focus on. Yeah, you know, I feel like over the course of the last few decades to make to make these artificial
0: limbs look realistic.
1: Mm. But it turns out that people don't actually like that.
0: Yeah, and you're seeing that with the 3D printing community, right? The 3D printing community has changed prosthetics. Yeah. Uh, the fundamentals of prosthetics. Like yeah. now, you know, you don't have to make this one prosthetic that then needs to be fitted and adjusted. You can make a custom prosthetic yeah. for anybody. And there's, that's, there's that's really these, cool. Actually. It's really cool. Do you it's, see the one with the yeah. kid who had the Iron Man one made? Yeah. That one was well, fantastic. I gotta be
1: honest with you. That's great. Especially for kids with, um, you know, who have any kind of condition that limits their mobility or like mm-hmm. they need some kind of ambulatory assistance, mm-hmm. like those kinds of three printed like, um, exoskeletons for yeah. lack of a better word. I mean, that stuff is a godsend because yeah. it would cost thousands and thousands of dollars to retrofit these children with mm-hmm. things that allow them to move about in a, like yeah. a natural or better way than they would be able to normally. So mm-hmm. it's like an amazing for me, at least that's like the coolest, like obscure like, yeah. use for 3d printing because like who would have predicted that like, you know 3D printing of plastics for engineering like the rapid prototyping mm-hmm. of this stuff would have like a huge impact on like 10,000 children across yeah. the planet who like yeah.
0: need who need bracing you know what i mean mm-hmm. and aren't able to get it and and have that uh i mean it, it's it's not it's not about making them feel normal it's well, about it's it, it's almost become this Making it your greatest strength, exactly. And like I think that we've yeah. probably seen the same video about the Iron Man kid. Yeah, and
1: it's like, well, like, you know, he doesn't want to look like a normal kid. He wants to look yeah. like friggin' Iron Man. And <laughs> who, who can blame him? Like that's a great thing. It's the coolest. It's the thing coolest ever. thing ever, man. Yeah. So like, yeah.
0: So like now, it, exactly. Now well, it's his think greatest about strength. It, think about how his life has now changed through that kid. Um, you know, if that happened, if, if, sure. if a kid when we were growing up had a, had a prosthetic limb naturally there's gonna be uh, an exclusion that he's gonna yeah. live he's gonna live where you know kids that don't understand aren't yeah. gonna talk to him and they're, yeah. they're not gonna uh, hang out with him, and he's not gonna have as many friends as a normal kid would but now this kid now can become a rock star yeah. this kid now is the the you know talk of the playground yeah you well know? it's like
1: even adults you know like um there's been like some pretty cool prototype limbs that have gone to amputees and it's mm-hmm. like they don't want to have like the weird like pink rubber like yeah the fle- fake the weird the, the
0: flesh. faux skin
1: they want like the straight up like terminator yeah. on yeah and it's like i respect that like yeah. okay like that's fine i that's show it I, off man that's how i would do it
0: Slaps i want to build some cool on thing, thing on there like
1: that's a that's a great thing that man i'm pretty
0: excited about the future of that mm-hmm. yeah what well, i would love to to build one someday, but that's a long project. Well, yeah, and it seems like um that's beyond that. It's like it's a lot of plastic. It's a, lot lot of plastic. It's a lot of plastic. It's a lot of plastic. It's a lot of plastic, and it's not just plastic. It's electronics, it's yeah. sensors, oh, it yeah. could be hydraulics depending on how you want to build it, you know? Uh it's a whole design project yeah. that really a, a a company would need to be created around it or <laughs> you need to be dedicated as fuck to get it done so for sure given that my time is so splintered as it is it's not happening anytime soon yeah or until it's necessary you know until something comes around all right yeah we'll jump on it yeah it's
1: it's uh it's funny stuff and like it's always surprising like if you had even year to year now it seems like things are shooting off into like a million different directions all at the same time Mm
0: -hmm. and the interesting thing too is like okay so what do you focus on yeah, You know, do you just listen to the news and hope just for the best, <laughs> best. Hope for the best. Yeah. like maybe there'll be a good story on today because it just sounds like the world is ending or yeah. do, you, do you do what I think our generation has done a very good job of, which is go out and find what you like. Yeah. You know, fuck. become, become, a, become the expert in like two or three things. Maybe yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and enjoy the good parts of some part of life. Yeah. You know, instead of hearing that everything is awful all the time. Uh, I blame cable for that, man. <laughs> I've been off cable for years. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it's crazy because you, then you see, you know, our influence of, and I do say our influence because our we were influential in changing how all this stuff is used because we were using it. Yeah. The, the internet, instant messaging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Netflix, things like that were yeah. successful because they were used. Oh, yeah. You know, and... It clearly wasn't, you know, the generations who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s who did that. It's funny. You know, the leaders. Yeah. It was It was us, you know, the
1: 30 and younger
0: yeah. at this point.
1: It's surprising, too. And it's like I, I've already started to notice that, you know, we're uh, – I'm 26. Mm-hmm. Same here. So, like, there's already been the – the you know the cresting of a fresh wave beneath mm. me you know like these there's you know there's kids out there using apps that I don't know and
0: yeah and, and then, I, the, yeah who who knows what the cool thing is to do now yeah, like, I don't know man I, 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 like, I don't care
1: yeah I uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you I don't know it's like uh, I know like uh, like Yik Yak you ever use Yik Yak no what's that so that's uh yeah so <laughs> that's, that's like that's like, pretty crazy well it's like a it's like a local anonymous chat that anyone can access so it's just like a local chat room. But it's anonymous. Okay. So old school. Yeah, it's kind of like back yeah. to the old school things, but it's tied to your geographic location. Ooh. So I would walk onto WPI campus. Yeah. And there's like a and they call them herds. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't it's like yak themed, not my favorite, okay. but whatever. All right. So like, you know, you walk onto WPI campus, mm-hmm. your phone knows you're on WPI Campus, mm-hmm. hooks you in with like the WPI yaks, mm-hmm. and then it's like all the topics and conversations through this app that are anonymous that's weird it's dangerous business i'll tell you it's like basically having a wall of graffiti in all locations and in all locations virtually and it,
0: it can move <laughs> and form
1: oh yeah and it's like it's funny because at my house it's in weird. somerville i get toughs yeah i get toughs and sometimes i go on there when i'm like Re- looking for a laugh because like they they're really they have like this real inferiority complex about Harvard being nearby and like <laughs> there's at least there's at least one kid like bitching and moaning about how Tufts is really cool too, <laughs> which it's like hey man like it would have been nice if dope pi was even in the same weight class as right, right, Harvard right, right. Yeah. so count your blessings kid <laughs> but like <laughs> sometimes I like to. <laughs> To poke, poke the bear? It's kind of just... Well, I don't ever say anything. No, oh, okay. no, no, But no. just to watch someone just, to see, just like... Yeah, and it's like not my <laughs> place either. Like, I'm not really a tough student, so mm-hmm. like it's not my place to write on the graffiti wall. But sometimes I'll just take a peek on there and see what they're up to.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah, it's some funny stuff.
0: It's it's a weird place, man, how how the digital world is now like intertwined with the real world.
1: Man, I'm ready for... Uh, I'm ready for the Google Glass, man. Google Glass. Oh, yeah. That's going to be like real. Gonna that's going to be interesting. Augmented... You know? Yeah,
0: and Disney has one, don't they? Oh, it um, could be. I don't know. Yeah, they have one as well That's I guess is going to be used primarily for education first. Okay. Um, and one of the videos they showed online was like this whale breaching in an auditorium. Huh. And like you're watching the whale yeah. breach and it's like it fills the entire oh, wow. like auditorium and anyone could see it from any angle. Oh, and like yeah, even awesome. the, the water spraying out yeah. like comes out. It's like crazy. I know. But I definitely got to worry because – Look what just the technology we have now has oh, done yeah. to people mentally. I mean, let's be well, honest. It's an addiction to a lot of people.
1: Well, I have to say, like, you you have to wonder about, like, the great selective pressures of, like, human evolution, right? Mm. So, obviously, if you have 3D glasses, you don't have to actually do anything yourself anymore. You can mm-hmm. sit in the same room. But if you sit in the same room all the time, you're probably... And you know this is pure <laughs> speculation, so just put your- you know expectations at the door but <laughs> but it's like these are the people who probably won't go on like I just wonder how much you're going to be able to do, and if it's mm. truly as uh paradigm shifting as it potentially could be as mm. it seems like it might be, then um really, I don't think society will change that much mm. because you'll be able to do everything from your room that you would be able to do outside. Right. Right. There'll be a little difference between inside and outside. But if it's not as cool as we think it is, Mm -hmm. then you're still going to have to go outside and do things. And those people who go outside and do things are really going to be the ones driving the process Mm -hmm. to some extent. Right. Right. Again, I don't know. I'm sure maybe I'll be 55 and an old timer and like (laughs) ranting and raving about these fucking stupid goggles (laughs) that everyone has on that I don't have. But, you know, we'll see what happens in 2055. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah. We're gonna go with this story. And it's okay. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could be really interesting, but uh, I mean, if if you start living in a room, I mean, nerds everywhere know that's oh, yeah. that never turns out well.
1: The grass eater phenomenon.
0: Have you ever read about this? No, this is fascinating stuff phenomenon.
1: for me. So, like, I don't know. In my free time, I like to read about, like, international politics and stuff. But one of the things that Japan struggles with today is um, kind of like the the breakdown of, like, traditional dating and marriage within Japan's borders, which it's a fascinating issue. And it, I really recommend that you guys look into this if you're not familiar. But Japan is desperately struggling to bring up its birth rates hmm. because I – I am not a sociologist but the, mm-hmm. I think the the message the message here is that um like corporate and business culture in Japan in like the 80s mm-hmm. was so oppressive and like um psychologically damaging really mm-hmm. that um men who worked basically themselves to death in this like high pressure environment yeah. their sons have like grown up to see their fathers like implode slowly through yeah. this process and have decided to like basically just not live just that life. just not live that life man. yeah and but as a result they don't have high paying jobs mm. they don't really have steady employment they're not in school because they don't care about finding the high paying jobs mm. and because of that they're not really dating or getting
0: married either well, yeah, and they couldn't have they couldn't support. A yeah, family. And they couldn't yeah. support a family, right. so
1: it's like you need to have the income to support a family. Right. and They don't have the income, so it's kind of like this fascinating problem. And mm. I guess in Japan they call that grass eating men, like men who are mm. content. They don't; they're not carnivores. I think is wow. the, and maybe that's like a mistranslation. But
0: yeah, you know. well, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it could be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. think about how that
1: problem is going to be worse when you can just stay in your room and be Iron Man all day, right? You know.
0: Yeah and, and physically that's going to be a big problem for people. I mean we Ooh. we see, we see that with when you live in the dorms yeah. freshman year with a bunch of nerds, right? Oh yeah. They're the guys that don't leave for weeks mm-hmm. at a time. And it's not good in there. It's not a good situation. Well, the, you know there's too, a lot of yeah. smells. Well, there's yeah. someone someone's <laughs> Formed the couch to their body. Yeah, you know they haven't worked out. They're not. You know they're young, so they're okay yeah. for right now. But that's a bad. That's but it's a bad twenty thirty years. Yeah, twenty thirty years I, of that. Yeah, not good, man. It's not good. And you know, uh, speaking of, I think it was read a research paper. They described it as all Asian populations was where the statistics were taken from. This is Korea. This is Japan. This is China. Um, and all the others, and they were saying that there's this breakdown of. The eye that's going on, like the, the necessity for glasses and for oh, yeah. for additional eyewear has become so crazy that um, they need to look at it as a systemic problem. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with, I think, exposure to light. One of the things yeah. they were saying was um, the, because the human body can adjust. Right. That's what it does. It tries to survive. So given the situation it's put in, which is living inside of a room or just inside in general. Sure it doesn't have to keep developing and training the eye to look long distances right so the simple act of not going outside to test that look at the horizon <clears throat> yeah. and test it your body will change so yeah. you know if if this continues and different parts of human beings in different places start living different ways we will fractal off oh yeah into different that's
1: already parts i mean you can already see i mean think yeah. about the amish in pennsylvania right mm. i mean these people have been living separately we've actually spoken about the amish on the show before so oh, yeah, yeah no no please well you know um <laughs> they make know, another
0: appearance <laughs> yeah
1: i guess it's like um you know these people have been living separately for so many years mm-hmm. a couple hundred years more or less and they're a pretty culturally consistent community mm-hmm. right it's the same people more or less and you know, it's interesting because y- 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 when you look at history, you always see these groups of people. Mm. There used to be um, the Shriners. The Shriners. You ever hear of that? No. It was apparently the, in the 1800s in mm-hmm. America, there was like some sort of re- religious organization that um, one of the tenets of the faith was that you don't have children.
0: Hmm. How and does that work?
1: Well, they're not around anymore. Well, I would say so, <laughs> yeah. But it's like there's always <laughs> there's always going to be people who decide, you know, at this stage of right. human development, they're done. We're done. We're done. We're taking it yeah. out. The Amish f- hit that point, man, in like, what, <laughs> late 1700s maybe? And they kind of got off the ride, and I respect them for that.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they they stuck to what they believed Stuck I to their guns, dude. Dude, I, I have no – I think of being on Team Humans. Yeah. You know, to quote Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. Team Humans, like – if you want to do what you want to do, go for it. Yeah. You've got you are a human being. You can go do that. Don't fuck with anybody. Oh yeah. Don't hurt anybody. And we're good. Yeah. We're good. Go Those, do whatever yeah. you want. Those are the basics. You know, it's it's where it's the, if you boil it down, that's what really it just comes down to. Um, and yeah, dude. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, just let's talk about the crazy shit. Because what happens? People get really fucked up. They get crazy about shit. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, everyone's got to do this. this. Is a new thing? This yeah. is what we all do. And it's like, back the fuck up! Like, hold on.
1: A little <laughs> bit of self-reflection. Never heard yeah. anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah. I think that's a core tenet of being like a healthy person. Probably mm-hmm. is like, hey, is this thing that I'm doing like an insane thing?
0: Like, yeah. is that like <laughs> is that like a bizarre thing? It's a good question. Yeah, and it's gonna sound crazy. Oh, yeah. I ask that a lot to a lot of people. Usually get yeah, that's pretty crazy, but whatever. Let me leave you with this last thought. As a thought about this, talking about the microbiome. We'll talk about it more on the show. But in the interest of getting John Neary home, (laughs) I want to end with this this thought. Because we'll bring it back to space, of course. Of course. So, all the living beings on Earth seem to have this microbiome. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. Right? And so you could probably extend the idea that these living beings probably started off without this microbiome or the way that they were set out didn't necessarily have this microbiome. Well, it's kind of interesting that you bring it up because... And what if this microbiome, this set of bacteria, this living being actually did come here? uh cool. on some kind of comet or asteroid. Uh, I see what you're asking. And okay. then maybe it jumped in and yeah. said, "Hey, yes. let's join forces and okay. we'll go for it." Well, here's a, here's the And cre- so maybe yeah. the aliens we're looking for actually are here yeah. and they're living inside us. We have we are aliens, aliens living inside of us.
1: Well, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's like not it's not like a totally crazy thought, but but the idea that um like the microbiome or m- there's some large class of bacteria mm. that isn't terrestrial in origin part of that is we just don't know yeah how right. could we tell right exactly there's no way to, there's no way to know mm. and presumably this doesn't happen every tuesday right
0: maybe yeah. it happened
1: once 2 billion years <laughs> you know it's like at this yeah, age yeah. it's like how do you know it's, how do you prove 2 billion years ago mm-hmm. but it seems pretty likely at this point that there's been a significant length of time where Organisms have been, you know, have had a microbiota, Mm -hmm. and probably it seems likely that
0: from the beginning, Mm -hmm. there's been kind of like that cooperation, and so maybe it wasn't until the two could meet, if if they were truly separate in the beginning. That that's when that blossomed. That's when it became this new partnership, well, and the new beings could then move and I, go I up the it, ladder. Well, I kind of think of this as like a general, mm-hmm. a
1: general pro, like a a general um, evolutionary process, right? Mm-hmm. As a new as a new organ, like as a dog becomes a wolf or vice versa, right. or what have you. That you know, you'd expect that the dog is eating less raw meat because mm-hmm. it's like hanging out with humans more, and humans like to cook their meat, right? So, like, you would expect that as the wolf gradually becomes the dog, mm-hmm. the internal gut microbiota also changed to yes. reflect that process, right? And presumably, there's kind of like a coevolution type thing where it's mm. like the wolves who have microbiota that is more conducive to eating cooked meat are the ones who will be healthier, you know, yeah. to go on and survive and have more wolves who mm-hmm. are more dog-ish and have more dog-ish. You know what I mean? So right. like, I kind of see this as all kind of like part of the same thing. It's like having um you know evolutionary strength traits yeah. that aren't necessarily tied to your own genome. Mm-hmm. You just allow for other organisms like other organisms to come in and help yeah. you out if you need to. Yeah. And obviously the wolves who um had really strong immune systems mm-hmm. and couldn't handle the change to cook meat they probably stayed wolves, man. They're yeah. like, yo, this human
0: stuff—that's
1: mm-hmm. bad Ain't indigestion. Can't, can't do that. No, I'm better off with moose or like yeah. you know whatever whatever thought process mm-hmm. an ancient wolf might have had.
0: <laughs> Get Into the mind of an ancient wolf. Into the mind—that's our next project. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's gonna take some
1: work. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, 3D, you know, 3D glasses. Yeah. 3D Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. We could 3D print a wolf. Wait now. Uh, We're getting off do track. Want, here. Yeah. Do we want that? <laughs> do we want to do this? I don't think so. No. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming oh, on, yeah. dude. It's always a pleasure. As always. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're gonna start all over again. We're going back to the original way the show is. Uh, thank you, Neri, for mm. closing out this month.
1: It's my pleasure. Yeah.
0: C- good luck with uh, with your thesis. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's gonna be uh, a journey.
1: I'm sure it will change. Yes. Yeah. Talk about evolution, right? Like that, you—they'll um, my intellectual betters will make sure to beat me until I come up with a better plan. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll we'll find you a, a further beaten man by a the further, end of this. Yeah,
1: but they're beating. It's like uh, you know, like uh, blacksmithing. They're right. beating, They're beating me into shape. They're right? forming you. They're forming me into
0: the weapon they need to exactly. use. It. Well, we, we don't
1: like to use weapons. It's true. It's a, <laughs> it's a tool. It's a tool. It's
0: a tool. good luck thank you and we'll be back next week for another episode goodbye